0: And thank you for joining us in our Bible study one more time. We appreciate you. This is Zion Hill Church family weekly Bible study. Thank you for joining and always join us every week. We have been studying the books of the Bible. We start out in Genesis and we are walking our way. Guess where we are today? We are looking at the book of Jonah. You know, I'm sure you've heard of Jonah in the, in the belly of the whale. That's what we are studying today. I pray that something will be said or done to improve your faith in God. So where do we start when it comes to Jonah. Number one, I want you to know Jonah was a prophet. Because he was a prophet, he's supposed to hear from God and then foretell or tell the people what does says the Lord. The first thing we heard about Jonah in the Bible is in the second King chapter 14. And guess what? He was not a true prophet. He was a false prophet. He was prophesying to the king of Israel, Mr. Jeroboam, that the king will go to war and win many battles. He was just telling the king what he wanted to hear. It he takes another prophet by the name Amos to come and correct all the false prophecy of Jonah. It was Amos that God used to tell the king, say, no, whatever you're hearing from Jonah is a lie. Yes, you may go to war, but you will lose. You will get your behind kicked. The first lesson I want you to note about Jonah was that just because somebody says he's a preacher, or she's a preacher, or she's a prophet, or she's evangelist, or apostle, or whatever, or pastor, that don't mean they're sent by God. Check them out. It's very, very important that you do that so that you will not be misled. In fact, the Bible says, judge all prophecy. Jonah started out on the wrong foot. Telling the king what's going to happen. Telling the king what does says the Lord when the Lord has not spoken. Does that sound like many foolishness that's going on right now in our generation? We just experienced that this past election. I'm amazed how many preachers, prophets, evangelists, apostles, God on the television, God on radio, on Twitter, on social media telling everybody who is going to win in the election, who is going to have a second term in office, who's, who is sent by God to rule this nation, Yaddy, yaddy, yadi. they just run in their mouth. But guess what? Everything they said turned out to be a lie. I my case. That ought to tell you the importance of you judging all prophecy. Do we have to believe in prophecy? Yes, because prophecy is a gift from God. And also, there's an office of prophet in the Word of God. So, there's nothing wrong with prophecy. There's nothing wrong with the office of prophet. The problem is when we have to deal with false prophets. And I want to challenge you if you're a preacher listening to me. Please don't be a false preacher. Don't be a false prophet. Don't be a false apostle or evangelist or pastor or whatever you call yourself. Five, four, ministry, ten, four, whatever. Fold you. You want to <laughs> just be real, for God's sake. Amen. Jonah started out bad. Another thing I want you to know about Jonah. This blows my mind, and this is about the mercy of God. Would you believe that God still loved Jonah, even though he was a false prophet? Now, if I were God, I'd kick his. I mean, I. <laughs> you know, I would just. I can't take it. But God was full of mercy. God loved Jonah in spite of Jonah. Will you believe God still come to Jonah to use him? And will you believe God gave him a new assignment? There's a lesson there. When somebody messed up, whether it's a minister that messed up or a preacher or whatever, ah, please don't write him out, don't, 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 don't write him off, don't, don't, don't persecute him or her, because God is a God of another chance. I'm amazed that this same false prophet, God was still w- looking for a way To raise him up. Amazing God we serve. The next thing you need to know about the book of Jonah. I told you God gave him another chance and gave him an assignment. Guess what God told him? God told him to go to Assyria. Another kingdom. Another nation. And to go preach to them what does says the Lord. You probably will read in the book of Jonah that Jonah said, oh, no, I'm not going. That's a, that's a, that's a fancy word of saying Jonah said, hell, no, I'm not going. <laughs> now, the question is, why would Jonah say no to God? Well, some people think Jonah is such a bad apple or whatever, where you need to understand what is really going down in that kingdom. We have Israel, that's a nation, and then we have Assyria, that's another nation up north. According to the scripture, Israel were chosen by God. They were the apple of God's eye. And you can see it in their attitude, you can see it in their behavior. They know it, they told their children, they tell the story to their children's children, they know that God has chosen them above any other nation. You see it in the attitude. By the way, there's a lesson there for you and me. You need to know that you also, you are the apple of God's eye. If you ever get a revelation that God loves you, your life will never be the same again. I am a living witness about that. It took me a while, regrettably, before I finally get the revelation that God loves me. But ever since I got that revelation, oh, it affects everything I do. It affects my attitude. I mean, you can tell sometimes. Just want to, <laughs> I want, I just want to tell you. You can. You could go jump the lake. <laughs> God loves me. If you don't like it too bad. (laughs) I mean, it is something special to be the apple of God's eye. And you say, what are you talking about? Well, let me give you an example. You see, my family, I have five kids, you know. But one of those five is the apple of daddy's eye. All the kids know it. Their mama know it, (laughs) the cockroaches in the house know it. I mean, this girl can never do wrong. I mean, there's just something about her It just got my attention. The same thing with God and you. If you ever get the revelation that you are so special in the eyesight of Almighty God, your life would never be the same again. So Israel knew they were chosen by God. But you know what? Israel became so spoiled, and they became so disobedient, and they were worshiping idols. They were doing crazy stuff. In fact, they messed up so badly that God had to bring nations outside of Israel to come and correct them, to come and whoop them into shape. Those of you who are into flying, you will know this. See, I use this illustration because uh, my producer here, she works in, a, in the airport, so she sees aeroplane just about every day. But let me tell you something about those aeroplanes. You take off, and once you reach the sky, you know, and and you level the plane, you can put that aeroplane on autopilot, cruise control. Oh, it's fun. That's when you just enjoy the ride, it's a smooth ride. A friend of mine, he lives in Newton, Texas. His name is James, James Hughes. If you want to check him out, he owned airplanes, you know. And guess what? I would take a ride. I sometimes I'm not going anywhere. I just want to fly around. I used to work in a law firm in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Guess what? They had five airplanes, and we were practicing agricultural law in 23 states. And we fly to all these places. So I learned a lot about aeroplane. I have another friend of mine here locally. His name is O'Day Laverne. He's right here in Alexandria. He owns his own aeroplane. <laughs> so. And from time to time, we say, Josh, here's the key. Wherever you want to go, enjoy yourself. So I get to learn about aeroplane. You know, one thing I learned about aeroplane, when they take off like that and they're flying, even though you put the aeroplane on cruise control autopilot, after a while, that aeroplane will will stray away from the course that you have plotted for it. And so when the aeroplane stray away, you have to do what we called course correction meaning the the pilot have to take over the steering wheel and make sure you turn that aeroplane and line that aeroplane again according to the path that you are set for the aeroplane to go from time to time you have to do those course correction if not your aeroplane will end up in 2, somewhere. <laughs> well, the same thing with God. Even though you are the apple of his eyes, even though he loved Israel, when Israel misbehave, when Israel act a fool, God have to do a cost correction and whoop them back to shape so they don't get lost. The question is, how does God do that for Israel? How does God do that in your life or in my life? I can tell you for sure many times, God has whooped me back to shape. Ain't no shame in my game. <laughs> and I needed to be whooped. <laughs> you know, when you do wrong, you just know, You just do. I messed up. My body's on me. <laughs> So what God does for Israel, he will allow other nations to come and defeat Israel and whoop Israel back to shape. So they come back to God and cry, oh, we are sorry, we are sorry. Well, the nation that God was using to whoop Israel back to shape, or one of those nations is called Assyria. So nobody in Israel likes Assyria. They were the big bully of nuts that comes and whoop Israel back to shape. You say, okay, why are you telling me all of this? I'm glad you asked. Remember Jonah? Remember I told you Jonah started his ministry kind of in the wrong path? God came back to Jonah and God told Jonah, hey, son, I got a new assignment for you. Can you imagine Jonah said, hey, God, what's up? What you got? God told Jonah, I want you to go up north to another country, to Assyria, and preach to them. Jonah said, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? Well, the Bible says Jonah refused to go. Many of you always wonder, why would God speak to somebody to go somewhere and he refused? I'll tell you why. In fact, when I say refuse, that's a Christian way of, of saying Jonah said, hell no. I'm not going to Assyria to preach to nobody. You know why he said that? Remember what I told you about the Assyrians. They are the big bully that comes and oppress Israel and defeat Israel and whoop Israel into shape. So Jonah could not see himself going to preach in the neighborhood of people that hate Israel. Well, let's bring that to life. Do you know some preachers if you ask them to go preach to the white folks, oh, no, I ain't going. <laughs> oh, flip it around. Do you know if God tells some white folks, well, I want to send you to the black neighborhood. <laughs> You're going to go preach in the hood. That's where your ministry is going to be. Oh, no. Oh, some of them will say, hell no. Double hell. <laughs> So we all need to stop tripping. People are people. Get over it. God loves everybody. God loves white people. God loves black people. God loves Asian. Believe it or not, God loves the Russians. Elongos. <laughs> God loves the Chinese. God loves North Korea. You see, oh Pastor, you gotta be kidding. Yes, it does. Many of us, the reason why we are not making progress in our faith is because we have become a player-hater. We pick and choose who we're going to like. We pick and choose who is right, who is wrong. And then it's so bad now, even within the body of Christ, we are picking and choose who, is, who knows God, who don't know God. Some will say, oh, I'm a Baptist. Some will say, no, I'm Koji. No, the Baptists don't know what they're talking about. Some will say, I'm Methodist. No, the Catholics don't know what they're talking about. Why are you there when God was making heaven and earth? And who makes you the judge? of who is holy, who is righteous, who is not. We need to cut off all this foolishness and just learn to love God and love one another. Jesus was asked that question one day. Tell us. we got so many rules, so many commandments. Which one is the greatest commandment? Jesus said it's very simple. You need to love God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then he said the second greatest is for you to love your neighbors as yourself. Can you imagine if you and me, all of us, will simply learn to love each other? Jonah refused God's assignment in his life simply because he hates the people of Assyria. And you know what is so sad? That hating spirit, a spirit of hate, is still affecting many people who profess to be Christians today. Just think about it. Isn't it a shame that the most segregated hour In America today, it's still Sunday morning. So it's not just Jonah. You and me, we are modern day Jonah. Do you, will you believe there are people who goes to the same church, but they won't even talk to each other? Same church. Will you believe some people sing in the same choir, Hey, okay, don't turn me up. <laughs> you say, Pastor, you talk too much. Somebody got to tell the truth. How are you going to sing in the same choir, but you don't like each other? How are you going to say you're a pastor in the same city, but you don't like me or I don't like you? What kind of people be tripping, you know? <laughs> You see, you wonder why there is no revival. How can the spirit of God move in the midst of mess? Jonah said, I'm not going. Those people are no good. They don't like my people. They always oppress my people. They don't like us, and I don't like them. So I ain't going. The Bible says instead of Jonah to go to Nineveh, Nineveh is in Assyria, guess what? He went the opposite direction. I can stop them preach. How many times has God trying to talk to you, speaking to your spirit, sometimes through dream, sometimes through vision, sometimes through somebody, sometimes through, through nature? I mean, he's using avenues, different avenues to speak to you. And you hear him loud and clear, but you are doing exact opposite. Guess what? You're just another Jonah. Brother Jonah, sister Jonah. <laughs> it's amazing how clearly we know what is right and we're doing what is wrong. Jonah said, I'm not going. Instead, he got on a ship and headed the opposite direction where God sent him. The Bible says this way. There is a way that seems good to to man, but the end thereof is destruction. My friend, let me appeal to you that once you hear from God, Confirm with no flesh and blood. Learn to walk in obedience. Learn to obey God. Obedience, your obedience, my obedience. Obedience birth blessings. Here we find Jonah heading the opposite direction, and then God caused us a, a storm along the way, so the boat began to shake. Well, guess who else is on the boat? Bunch of pagans, people who don't even believe in God. Guess what? Two things you need to know about that incident. Number one, when the boat began to rock, guess what Jonah was doing? He was sound asleep in the boat. Guess what those pagans who are in the boat, along with Jonah, guess what they are doing? They are wide awake in the same boat. There's a lesson there. Will you believe one of the biggest problems of the church, the body of Christ today, is that we are sound asleep? Our world, is rocking around us our school system is rocking around us our inner city is rocking people are shooting each other and killing each other i mean the police department is losing control of the situation the society is rocking and going down and guess what the church is doing they are sound asleep (laughs) Here's Jonah. Jonah is a representation of you and me. And you know what is so sad? While the church is sound asleep, the world is wide awake. It should be the other way around. I want to encourage you, my friend. Stay awake. Open your eyes to see what the enemy is trying to do to America. Open your eyes to see how demonic forces are trying to mess with our government and trying to mess with our homes and trying to mess with our school system and trying to mess with the church of the living God. How can you go to sleep in the midst of crisis? And you know the second thing that blows my mind about that story? Those pagans they perceived, translation, they have enough sense to know something ain't right. Something is not normal about what's going on. Guess what they did? The truth dies because they don't know God, you know. They're doing their best to figure out somebody ain't right in this book. <laughs> so when the cast dies, guess what? The the, the light fall on Jonah. So they woke him up. Wake up. Sir, who are you? We just cast dice trying to figure out who is, who is the man, who is causing us trouble on this boat. Who are you? What have you done? What crime have you committed? And Jonah told them, Jonah said, I'm a preacher. Huh? You are who? I'm a preacher. And God sent me to somewhere and I refused. God who? Jonah told them, the God who made heaven and the earth. The God who made the land and the sea. There's another lesson there. How dare Jonah to say no to the God who made heaven and earth. What audacity does he have to say no to the creator who made the land and sea? And that's the problem with many of us. We think we are so smart, we we become a smart alley, and we, we are smart our own self into trouble. The enemy don't even have to destroy us no more. We are, we are destroying our own self. We are eating our own self up. All the devil have to do is to sit back and watch the show. Jonah told those people, you know what you all need to do? Just throw me off board, throw me into the water, and let me die. I'm the bad guy. Well, here, let me minister to somebody. You know, sometimes life will push you to the brain, and you just want to say, forget it, just let me die. Are you another Jonah trying to give up on yourself? Trying to give up on your children? Listen to me. Of what good will that be if you kill yourself? I come against every spirit of suicide in your life, in my life. I come against every spirit of suicide in this community in the precious name of Jesus Christ. You will live, you shall live and not die. You will live to testify about the glory of God. Jonah wanted to give up. He said, I'm out of here. I mean, I've tried to, to say no to God. That don't work. I've tried to run. That don't work. I'll Just throw me in the ocean and let me die. And you know what happened? They threw him off board and God prepared a whale to swallow him in the water so he would not die. What does that tell you? God is a God of another chance. What does that tell you? God is against the spirit of suicide. What does that tell you? God don't want you and me to give up. What does that tell you? When you say you're going to kill yourself, you're going to die before your time. That's selfishness. Just think about it. You got children. You're just going to walk away from those children. You got loved ones. You're just going to leave them be miserable. And now you're going to leave a note saying, I'm sorry, I love you all. Do you really love people? That you're going to just kill yourself and end a precious life? Have you ever created a life? If you never created one, how dare you take one? I'm so glad God was merciful. He did not allow Jonah to fulfill his own intention. The whale swallowed him. And the Bible said when Jonah was in the belly of the whale, Jonah prayed to God. That's what I want you and I to do right now. Let's let's seek God for another chance. Let's believe God to heal our body. Let's believe God to heal our family. Let's believe God. To heal our marriage. Let's believe God to, to provide us a job. Let's believe God for God to bless your ministry again. Let's believe God for God to heal our nation. Sometimes you look at all oh, what is going on at the state capital, at the city capital, at the federal capital, you get discouraged, you say, forget it, I'm out of here. No. Let's stick around. Let's fix it. Let's allow God to bless our country one more time. Hallelujah. The Bible says Jonah prayed in the belly of the whale. There are three things I want you to know about his prayer. Number one, Jonah did not repent about his decision. His refusal to obey God, his refusal to go where God sent him. He did not repent. That's very significant because how can you move forward if you never repent, if you never say or recognize you are sorry? You know many people, even in marriage, you know how things fall apart sometimes. I've been there, I mean, ain't no shame in my game. Sometimes in marriage, we just run into rough rides, you know. I've had rough rides in my own marriage. The question is, how are, you going to, how are you going to get back again? How are you going to fix that problem? It starts with the person who did wrong to acknowledge and to say, I am sorry. It's called Repentance and sometimes both parties have done wrong. It takes humility for both of you to come together and say, baby, I am sorry. Could it be that's the only thing that is holding up the blessing for your family? Jonah refused to acknowledge that he was wrong. So even when you come back together, you, you still run into problem. Why? Because you never solve the problem to start with. I pray for a spirit of repentance in your life. A spirit of repentance in my life. I pray for a spirit of repentance over you, over me, over all of us. I pray that God will grant us humility just to be able to acknowledge when we are wrong, just to be able to say, I'm sorry. The Bible put it this way. He who covereth his sins shall not prosper. Whoa. So even your, your prosperity is tied to that spirit of pride To that spirit of saying, Nobody will tell me nothing. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. (laughs) Really? You (laughs) broke? Repentance will help you, my friend. I've been there. I had to humble myself, had to learn to say, I'm sorry. And you know what? The second thing Jonah did in his prayer, is to thank God that God has not abandoned him. God just proved to him, practically, that even when he refused God, even when he went the wrong direction, even when he was suicidal, even when he was, he, he, he was thrown overboard, left to be dead, God was still there. I got some good news for somebody today. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting now. I don't care how bad you've gone. God still got your back. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you, sometimes I just sometimes I just want to say, forget it. Let me just testify. <laughs> I am amazed how much God will reach way down to pick you up. He did it for me. Not one time, not two times, several times. Jonah said, Lord, I thank you. Even in my screw-ups, even in my mess-up, even in my mistakes, my misstep, I thank you that you have not left me. I thank you that you have not abandoned me. Sometimes I get very emotional when I think about his prayer. You know what? I don't know about you. Sometimes I look back over my own life, and I could see things that should have happened, things that could have happened, things that almost happened then I see I'm still here, not because I'm so holy, not because I'm so righteous. In fact, to be honest with you, I don't even believe I deserve it. But his grace, his mercy, he looked beyond my fault and saw my name. Oh, it just make me wants to cry. Sometimes I just bust out in tears. To be honest with you, sometimes my children will look at me and say, "Daddy, are you all right? Why are you crying?" I say, "I'm all right. I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm just thankful. When I see how how many mistakes I made, even maybe it, it doesn't have to be something horrible." One time I just noticed I went to the doctor and they explained to me how, how negligent I'd been with my own health. It may be simple things as that you fail to take care of yourself, or you fail to take care of your children, or you fail to do something, or you fail to serve God or worship God. I don't know your story, I can only tell mine. And while I saw everything falling apart, and yet, in God's grace and mercy, he's still sustaining me. Wow. That's what Jonah was talking about. The third part of Jonah's prayer is when he said to God, you know what, now I get it. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Anywhere you want me to go, I'll go. I'm tired of this foolishness. I'm sorry. From from now on, I'll do the will of God. Wouldn't it be nice if you can do the same thing, if you can pray the same prayer and look God in the face in your secret closet? and just make up your mind, from now on, I'm going to be a good man. From now on, I'm going to be a good husband. From now on, I'm going to stop acting like a witch. Yes, I said it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. You see, I'm just going to be a good woman of God. From now on, I'm going to be a good wife. Not because anybody make you, just because you fear God. Can I be blunt with you? That's what drives me most of what I do today. I don't do what I do because somebody make me or because I'm trying to get somebody to like me. God has delivered me from the accolades of man. But when I look back over my own life, and see how much God has had mercy on me. It brought me to a point that said, for God I'll live. And for God I'll die. Jonah said, I'm ready. Wherever you want me to go. Whatever you want me to do. And God caused the whale to speech Jonah on, the, on, on dry land again. And then you won't believe God's story. God said, remember the assignment I gave to you? I want you to go to Assyria. The same place I told you to go that you were running from. Go to Assyria. Yes, I know they are enemies of Israel. Yes, I know they have been mean to the people of Israel. But I love them. And I want you to go and preach to them. Well, to Jonah's credit, after he was delivered from the belly of whale, guess what he did? He did went to Assyria. And he did preach to Assyrians. And he did obey God. Wow. One of the best decisions you can do when you look back over your life and see how God has helped you, how God has brought you and sustained you, he helped you to survive a a major accident, he helped you to survive a major surgery, he helped you to take care of your children, to raise your children when you had nothing, he helped you to find a job when you had no clue, even if you're qualified, but you know, you look back, you see all those good things, and you make a decision. You say, Lord, I'll serve you. Now, go find your church. Go find your cause. Live for God. Help somebody. Minister pe- to people. There are so many needs in the society. Don't worry whether they appreciate you or not. You know what God has done for you. Do it for the glory of God. So Jonah found himself preaching to the Assyrians. You went there. I'm so happy at this point for Jonah. It's good to get back in your right mind like the prodigal son and say, Lord, I'm sorry, now I'm back on track. No more foolishness. No more acting crazy. But here comes another drama. When Jonah preached to those Assyrians, remember, they were pagan, they were mean, they were ugly, they were They were mistreating the people of Israel. They they conquer Israel. They make Israel slaves. Amazingly, when they hear the gospel, guess what? They repented. Oh, Lord. Pagans? Yes. They repented and they turned their heart to God. Wow. You know the lesson? You can make a difference in your world. One man came to speak to a whole kingdom, and the whole kingdom, the entire kingdom, changed towards God. Please never underestimate what God can do through you. But here is the amazing thing that blows my mind. You would think Jonah would be happy and rejoicing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I preached that word. Somebody heard the scripture and they repented. You won't believe what happened. Jonah got upset. Jonah was mad. That God was so merciful and so compassionate that God sent them to go preach to those rascals, those bastards, and that they actually repent. Now they're going to heaven, not going to hell. Oh, Jonah was upset. Because he was just remembering, look at all how bad they treated Israel. Now they are saved? You know what I'm trying to tell you? Jonah was mad at God for God loving His enemies. Huh. I wish I can be, I can have more time to talk to you. Do you know we are so selfish sometimes? Some of us are not happy when bad people are blessed. Mm-hmm. I've been there myself. I mean, deep within. You just know these people are no good and you just want God to punch them out. And amazingly, instead of God punching them out, instead of God destroying them, God bless them. Now you get confused. I cannot believe it. Have you ever seen some? Hey, let's, let me talk to my sisters. Hello, sisters. You're, you're there? It's like you trying to serve God, trying to do the right thing, and here comes an ugly sister, just mean and ugly and hateful. And why you believing God for a good husband, and this mean, ugly, hateful sister landed a good husband? <laughs> and why you still waiting? You know. Sometimes you just wait what's going what's going on here? You just want God to, to do something. <laughs> I've been there too. I've applied for a job when I think I'm more qualified, and the wrong person got the job. Oh, it hurts to the bone. Oh, I just want God to send some thunder and lightning and blow up the whole company. <laughs> you say I cannot believe pastor would think like that. Yes. It's good to be delivered. I was like Jonah. I was mad. I remember, true story, I ran for office, you know, and I was, I refused, they were telling me all kinds of ways I can hurt my opponent and and hurt his family. I said, no, I'm a child of God, I would never be a part of that. I would never run a negative campaign, I would never tear people down, And, and I just knew it's just good to do the right thing. And then the very thing I was saying I would not do to my opponent, they did it to me. Oh, I just knew my spirit. I said, God's gonna fix it. I, you know, I was singing, "God's gonna fight my bad," <laughs> and guess what? The bad guy won. Oh, I was mad as hell. <laughs> I just, I just want God to send down some lightning or do something. So it's not just Jonah. There is a Jonah each and every one of us. What do you do when it looks like God is blessing your enemy? What do you do when your ex-husband or your ex-wife who mistreated you, who called you everything but a child of God, and you're just knowing, you're knowing that he's going to get it from the Lord and then God turn around and bless him instead or bless her instead. Can you handle it when God loves your own enemies? That's the essence of the book of, of Jonah. He was upset. He didn't want those people to be saved. He didn't even want them to hear the gospel. The only reason he went there is because God make him go there. And then he got there, he preached, I mean, five sentences. And those people receive it, and they're comforted. Jonah was so upset, he went under a tree, just sitting there. You, you ever seen a, a mad or angry child? <laughs> just have a... Just have a Tampa trendrum, just just acting ugly. And then God in his grace and mercy, where Jonah was sitting there, he allowed the tree under which Jonah was sitting to grow shade so that the sunlight would not burn Jonah. God was still looking out for him. But he's, he's sitting there angry, mad, upset. He's he's upset. With God, he's upset with the people who just got converted. He's upset with everybody. You ever find people, sometimes you just mad at everybody. <laughs> it, don't, it don't matter. If you're a dog, your dog comes in, I'm mad at you too. He's <laughs> just, just mad at everything. So, and then God do something. Let me end on this note. God began to cut the root of that tree and all the covering, all the shade that was covering Jonah withered away. I hate to end on a negative note. Are you going to stay angry to the point that God cut his support from you? Are you still mad at your ex-husband? Are you still so upset at your ex-wife that you cannot even receive from God? Are you so upset with your ex-employer or your ex-pastor or your ex-supervisor or your ex-whatever? Maybe you are locked up in jail a crime that you did not commit. And now you are angry. You're mad at the whole world. You cannot love again. Have you been so unloving now you become racist? Some of you are so angry now you won't even go to church anymore. Because some member of the church upset you. And while you are angry and can't sleep, God is blessing your enemies. Can you raise the level of your faith to understand that God loves everybody, not just you? Are you willing to accept God for being a loving God, for being a merciful God, and it has mercy on your enemy, and it has mercy on your ex-husband, your ex-wife, or whatever it is, even though you know that they did you wrong and they need to burn in hell. <laughs> but God gives them another chance. But you know what? We may think we are holy. We may think we are righteous. But the truth be told, all of us have been given another chance. I pray that you will let go and let God remove every iota of hate in your heart. Yes, people may have wronged you. Lose that man. Let him go. Yes, people may have hurt your feeling. Lose that woman. Let her go. Yes, your children have been so mean to you. Can you forgive so that God can refresh you? That's the message from the book of Jonah. Thank you for listening. I pray that God will bless you. I pray that God will will minister to you. I pray that God will heal your wound. He did it for me. He can do it for you. God bless you till we meet again. If you need prayer, there's a number under the screen. Dial that number. There are ministers of the gospel waiting to pray with you, waiting to love on you, and to welcome you back into the kingdom of God. This is a good time to rededicate your life and say, Lord, I'm beginning new again. God bless you.